For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. And after a long delay of what feels like two and a half weeks, we finally have Al back and kicking after his um, brief battle yeah, you with COVID-19. Su- dude, you caught me completely off guard. Uh, I thought we were done with this. We're vaccinated. We're good. Yeah, here we are. But hey, man, I went through training. The medical staff was amazing. Um, got me back in about a week. I thought something a lot quicker than this, but I'll take it. Yeah, so we we missed, like, about a month ago, we missed a week uh, because we had some personal things going on and, and the hurricane and whatnot, and then we <laughs> missed an additional week because you wanted to get sick. So uh, I, I swear, I promise you guys, that it'll, it'll be back on track, man. We'll, we'll be more consistent. We, we missed a lot of big games, man, that we didn't get a chance to talk about. So we're going to jump into that today. We're going to talk about how good Franz and Bobo has been um we're gonna have a little conversation about our city edition jerseys something that just popped up um really quick um in regards to the rankings of of what the outside world and media thinks about you know the orlando magic um and then some news some updates in regards to some of our injured players um but before the before we get into that definitely want to discuss a couple topics um we had um mentioned that we are having a uh a giveaway for both our patreon um, and also a giveaway from our YouTube. So real quick, big shout out to our Patreon members, Blake Bickerstaff, Court Cousins, Stephen Cameron, Danimo, Casey Wood, Finn's Fan for Life, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Mr. Mikey, Zico, uh, Dylan, Yachty, and Yo Mama <laughs> Mo Bamba. It's probably my favorite name, Yo Mama Mo Bamba. Like if that's, if that's the same name on social media, that is a winner and needs to be like forever, like cemented in stone yo mama mo bamba i like it um but without yes. further ado al do you want to announce the winners and if you don't remember the the winner of these two giveaways and again we have one specifically for everybody on youtube which is like a lot we had a lot of people comment a lot of people that were entered into um this giveaway patreon members for our patreon members they were automatically put into that raffle but then also Instead of this big, massive amount of people that were, you know, put into this giveaway, our Patreon members, which is a lot smaller, you know, they were also have their own separate giveaway. And we're giving away um, a brand new city edition Paolo Bancaro jersey. So we're giving away two jerseys, which is amazing. Let's, let's do um, this. So we got two yeah, giveaways Al, again. Let's start with well, our we got Patreon. One I feel like I know, do we, man. Do we add a drum roll? Like the court cousins, they got the little <laughs> button that makes noises, man. We don't, we don't have we that. Go, so we got we go. old school. I'm gonna tap on the on the table. I don't know if this is good for the audio. All righty, so Patreon. This is good for the audio. That one first. 
the winner of the Paolo Banquero City Edition jersey is the animal. So congratulations. Go, go, go. We're going to be contacting you over the next couple of days, getting your uh, shipping information and get the, getting that out there for you. Um, so that's number one. Congrats hey. on that one. Number two. Congrats. Is it is it is it D animal or D animal? I got it as like the, the little yogurt. Yeah, I got I got I got a toddler at home, so she'd be drinking the animals. So like that's number one. Number two. Nothing. So for everyone else on YouTube, number one, thank you so much for commenting, supporting us. Drum and the winner of the YouTube comment giveaway is Robert and Yuslin. Okay, very important to know that it's not. <laughs> One jersey for Robert and one jersey for Uslin. I'm assuming it's for it Robert. So, Robert, congratulations. So gonna have to that We're going to go ahead and contact you. And again, thank you guys for all the comments, Congrats, all Robert. the love that we got on that um, episode. Um, we'll be doing this a lot more coming up. We got the holidays coming up next month, um, the new year around the corner, too. I believe the statement edition jerseys should be coming out pretty soon. So, be in the lookout. Maybe we are doing a giveaway for that as well coming up. Um, and as we get healthier, another big thing for me is going to be maybe giving some tickets away to games coming up at home here for those of you that are in the Orlando market that want to go watch a game. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. So congrats to the animal. Congrats to Robert and Jocelyn for winning the jerseys. We'll be reaching out and getting those out there to you guys over the next few days. Yeah, and we're thinking about maybe switching it up to um, the jerseys could get a little boring because we I feel like we that's the only giveaways that we've done. Um, I would love, man, that there was a picture of Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard playing in Taiwan right now. Dwight Howard is going absolutely bananas out in Taiwan. This dude is looking like prime, you know, Orlando Magic Dwight Howard, Superman Dwight Howard out there. But when he landed in Taiwan, he was rocking like the old school Orlando Magic. Um, shorts that had the magic font in the front. I'm pretty sure those were fake. I'm pretty confident. It was a little, some little font font adjusted on there that that didn't look right. But um, I, I think it'd be cool if we did a giveaway of of some classic shorts. I, I need. I, I don't own a pair. I definitely need a pair. But we're we're definitely looking into um, maybe doing a giveaway around there. So for those that won, congratulations. For those good that thing maybe didn't, to do here real quick. If you're watching this on YouTube. Just comment and tell us, hey, what kind of a giveaway can we do? What do you want to see us give away in our next giveaways that are coming up? Um, like Anthony mentioned, we've done jerseys in the past. It can get kind of repetitive. Um, we've done bubble heads in the past bubble too. Uh, tickets to games. Just comment. Let us know what do you want to see us do as Magic fans. What can we give away that will get you guys excited? But again, thank you for the support and be on the lookout. More to come. Absolutely. Now we are we're recording this episode Wednesday night. The Magic have a little bit of a break where they're they're just kind of practicing. Their their game will be on on Friday. We'll be releasing this episode Friday morning, which means that this is um you guys are hearing this post Thanksgiving. But I think it's important for us to be able to discuss, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what are some things that we are grateful for when it comes to the Orlando Magic? What's that one thing? If you can only select one, I'll be nice here in the spirit of the holidays and have you go so first. Give you the first chance to say, What are you thankful for? <laughs> You're sounding very unprepared, Alan. The fact that you threw it back on me. But how can we not be yep. grateful for the fact that Palo Bancaro actually panned out? I think if there's one thing that we can kind of hang our hat on is the fact that, you know, we were very divided. There was a major civil war happening before um, the season started. 
Um, and we're kind of going through, you know, once we knew who the number one pick is and who that number one, who is worthy of that number one pick, <laughs> um, you, and I'm just making sure that it's clearly known that you wanted Jabari Smith Jr. That was your guy. You had other people that really wanted to risk it on, on Chet. And, you know, you had those of us, like myself, that wanted Paolo Bancaro. And I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that that really panned out. Like, even to this day, you know, you have news outlets that are still talking about Paolo and how great he is. He's already broke, you know, God knows how many stats. Um, he's playing great basketball. And they had a whole article on, you know, The Athletic literally just a couple of days ago. And this guy's missed like seven games due to an ankle injury. They're still talking about this man. And you can clearly, clearly see that the Magic are now looked at differently. We're playing differently. People are respecting us a little bit more. And all I've ever asked, if you've been listening to the podcast for for a minute, you know that one of the biggest things that I've wanted is for the magic before before anything, before the wins, before anything is I wanted I wanted when you hear the Orlando the name Orlando Magic, there's respect associated with that name. And and to me, respect has a lot of weight because it, it changes the way that that people look at us. It changes the way that free agents look at us. And I think that, you know, Paulo is is a big pillar to that. And, you know, just to kind of add, and I'm, I'm kind of steal your thunder a little bit, but I'm grateful for the damn training facility like that. I, I think that people under underestimate how important that is when people are coming, when teams, when the news first release and other players heard about that instantly in their mind, they're saying, damn, why, why ain't we got that? Dude, I'm I'm in L.A. playing for the Lakers. I'm in New York, Madison Square Garden. Why don't I have what they have? And these are supposed to be really big franchises, you know, multi-billion dollar franchises, and, and they don't have these things. And I think that that's one of when a free agent looks at selecting where they want to go, that's, that's they're not going to the Magic specifically for that. But when it comes to, hey, let's try to convince you this is what we can show you, it goes a long way. So, Paolo, training facility, if if I was to hang my hat. So, on, for me, I'm going to kick it back to it, last year a little bit. Just you? say, hey, I am so thankful that Franz Wagner panned out as well. Because we now really, truly have two guys that we can say, hey, here's the ball. Give me a bucket. And, man, it's some of the stats that we're seeing from Franz so far in the season, him being compared in certain categories, like finishing inside the basket, to guys like Tatum, Doncic. Who would have thought when we drafted this kid that he was going to be one of the best guys driving to the basket and finishing inside? Um, add to that, everything else that he's been able to prove and be able to do for our franchise, again, elevates us. So you talked about Paolo. I wanted to give you that one, so I pass it on to you, to be honest, because I, I know that was going to be a big one for you. So Paolo, number one, of course, we got to be thankful for that, right? Because now all of a sudden we got a star, someone that gets eyes into our franchise from ESPN to other players to other teams. They care about the magic now and, and, and fear us to some degree because of having him in the roster. But having Franz is also so important because he kind of complements Paolo so well, but also makes us whole in a way. Now we have two dudes that are super young, 21 years old and younger, with a bright future, can play really well. Um, truly, we can see the, the vision of this franchise, where it's going in the future. And another one really quickly, Ball Ball. How can you not be thankful for the fact that we finally took a risk on a, on a guy that was injured, has barely played in the league before? A big question mark. And so far, hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he continues to show that what he's shown us so far. But my goodness, he's looking amazing on the court. Amazing stats. The league again is watching. So now all of a sudden, you picked up this dude 
on a super cheap contract, by the way, $2 million this year, $2 million next year. And he's putting up some incredible numbers. Again, people on social media are watching, sharing the highlights. So my big, um, what I'm thankful for the most, France and Bowl Ball at this moment, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, there's you. We selected more of of you know just a couple things, but let's be let's be honest. We we can sit here and we we can talk about the injuries. We can sit here and talk about how Jonathan Isaac hasn't been on the court in in nine hundred years. We can talk about a lot of different things that we're not happy with. At the very least, we know that there are some elements that we can really be positive about. And as time goes on, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But as time goes on, you're going to start to see that. Things are starting to click a little bit together. Um, but uh, for those listening or you're watching on YouTube or whatever the case may be, let us know what you guys are grateful for. Leave it down in the comments. Let us know because um, we would love to hear um, your feedback. Now, in regards to these games, Al, um, since we last recorded, we've had six games. Uh, during that stretch, we were 2-4, and four, wins over Phoenix, wins against Chicago. Uh, really big win in Chicago. That's where we saw that game winner from Jalen Suggs. Um, but just to summarize it all to get all together, what were your thoughts on how we've looked, you know, despite all the injuries? Um, we did get a chance to see Gary Harris come back, which I is mean, awesome. Outside of a couple of ugly losses so uh, against Indiana, the most recent game, we lost 123-102. And then Minnesota, we lost 126-108. Outside of those games, every single game has been competitive. Every single game has gone down to the wire, which I think can be a theme for this team this season, right? Every single game is competitive. We're fighting. We're playing hard. It's unfortunate. I mean, to keep talking about the same thing over and over again, but it's unfortunate injuries have played such a big factor in our team just because a healthy Orlando Magic team, to be honest, would have won those games. Um, two and four record in that stretch could have easily been flipped out the other way around. could have been four and two. Um, but I mean, how can you not also be excited about what we're seeing from France? Jalen sucks. The kid hitting the big shot against the Chicago Bulls. That was just an insane moment for all of us. The way that game went, right? Just the referees calling a bunch of bad calls. Then it comes down to Vooch missing two key free throws. And then Jalen comes and hit that crazy step back three-pointer over um, the defender. Insane. Unfortunately, we lost the next night, a one-point game, really close game as well in Indiana. I'm going to summarize it with, we're fun to watch. We may not always get the result that we want because of the outcome, the fact that we're not healthy just yet. But we are fun to watch. Um, do I wish... This past stretch of games, we would have gone five and one or whatever it is, four and two, of course. But hey, man, we're going to finally be healthy. We'll talk about it in a few minutes here. Um, it's been fun to watch. Just I want to see the same win and we're getting closer to it. How about you? Yeah, I think that one of the things that I really like, and this is me kind of just thinking positively is, yeah, we, we don't have that traditional point guard, and we don't have Cole Anthony out there. We don't have Markel Fultz. Um, we're relying a lot on, you know, Jalen Suggs when he's healthy and then, you know, the contributions from from fronts and whatnot. But it's cool to be able to see Jalen Suggs at least kind of work through it. Um, I know people have their their concerns, and, you know, there's there's things that they nip, nitpick. But if there's one thing that you really know about Jalen Suggs or one thing that you really get is the dude, the dude is a dog. Like he he is someone that's going to grind it out for you. He's not he's obviously not afraid, you know, to to take the big shots and and you see that there's a lot of trust between Coach Mose and and him where he's telling them, 
you know, you've you've made this big shot before. Go out and do it again. And he did it. So um, that's really fun to watch. He's great defensively. He's already having a better season than he did last year. Um, and you know that once Markel Fultz comes back, once you know Cole Anthony, you know the reins are going to be taken from as a pri- from him as a primary ball handler. Um, but you you like what you've seen, and I think that that's the part that's most important. I, I think that he needs that level of confidence. Yeah, he's not as consistent as we want him to be, um, but he still has to work through that. He's still, you know, with the injuries, I, I don't believe, no, he, did, he hasn't played 84, 82 games yet. So technically, if you're going by, you know, the games played, you know, he's still games played wise, still a rookie in those regards. Um, but those are those are things to be excited about. Um, now, the Magic are 5-13 and 13 after playing 18 games. Now that we've seen Gary Harris come back, now that there's been reports of Markel Fultz, and we'll we'll talk more about that in depth in a little bit, but Markel Fultz and, and Mo Wagner um being coming back into at least practicing with the team. Do you think that with these players coming back, is a season a lost cause? Are we are we really saying tanking right now? Are we really saying losing? Uh, we've mentioned that the magic date, we've we've been competitive. There's only been one game. Um, that we've really been blown out, and that was against Indiana, the 123-102 loss. But do you think that there's still a chance for us to be uh, to change our record around? I'm not. I'm not saying playing. I'm not saying playoffs, but at least considering you know what what we know, what we see now. If you I mean, add those players, it's in, early enough, what do you man. We've, we've only played 18 games so far, not even 20 games in. If we some way somehow could get this roster the way it's supposed to be. I mean, we're seeing it already. Even when we are so undermanned, so shorthanded out there, we play hard. Every game comes down to the to the final few minutes. If you are a guy like Gary Harris consistently on the court, Markel finally running the offense and creating for others, Paolo staying on the court healthy, you cannot tell me. Again, 5-13 and 13 record after 18 games. If you add those guys to the equation, we could have easily been, at the very least, 500. Very, very easily. So I do think there is time to salvage the season and to stop just thinking about the draft and, and what's coming in June. A lot of fans are are on the fence, though, and I get it. You know, <clears throat> do we just tank the rest of the way? Do we really force it because the draft next year is so, so good? Personally, myself, no. I, I don't want it to be the case for us. I want us to play these games and play the lottery game. If we end up being the seventh worst team in the league after trying to win every game, and so be it. We'll play the lottery and we'll see what happens. We got two chances this year with the Bulls pick and our pick. So let's see how things play out there. But if we are healthy, if the guys are coming back and they're playing well, I do want to see this team going to run like they did last year. I think after the All-Star break last year, they played 500 basketball. If they can come back at the 20 game mark or 25 game mark, that still leaves a huge amount of games left to be played. We can definitely turn it around. Is it going to happen? We're going to see. But I think the fact that if we can get Paolo on the court and Markel, just those two guys alone, consistently on the court, being added to who we have out there already, we can definitely turn it around. Again, are we making the playoffs? Are we making the play-in? I'm not sure. But I would love to see a team at least be mentioned as a surprise team in the league, not a team that is, again, a bottom feeder, looking to the draft. Let's see what happens next year. I just want to just have a different storyline to our team, not, not just be looking to the draft, hoping to hit a home run. How about you? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that, again, just kind of going back to to the results of an injury, the fact that all these players are, are out, 
Um, you know, I, I think that we're learning to to play, to work through adversity and, and still somewhat be successful without it, without, you know, having a, a full, healthy team. And when I mean successful, I mean, you know, playing really, really good basketball, only being blown out one time. And then we're, we're starting to see growth from, from Franz Wagner. Uh, this season, Franz is averaging 19.3 points per game, 4.4 assists, uh, 4.3 rebounds while shooting close to 50% from the field goal line. In just this um, in just the last 10 games, he's averaging 22.2, shooting, you know, 54% from the field goal line, 45% from the three-point line. He's playing really good basketball. And this is someone that is 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 being told to to hold us afloat between him and Jalen Suggs, hold us afloat until the cavalry comes in. He's being he's given all the responsibility. He's given the green light to go out there and play his game. No Paolo Bancaro, because you know once once Paolo gets back. We're giving him the ball and you do you. But Franz is is really like honestly, he's 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 holding the weight on you know himself. So it's good to be able to see that growth from him because I think that that's those are certain elements that he's gonna get as experienced as he's gonna be able to take with him, you know, moving forward. And and that's exciting. Now, my only concern with Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner playing while being shorthanded is the fact that I almost feel as if we're putting too much on them to where it could increase the risk of them being hurt. Like right now we, we kind of see Franz, he he's wearing kind of that guard on the team. I'm not sure what it is, tape or whatever it is, but he's, he's obviously playing through at least some, some type of pain, whether it's mild or not. Are we putting too much on Franz with all these players out? Jalen Suggs, every single time this man is going 120 miles an hour, he hits the floor you know, and and good for Jalen because he only knows how to play one way, and that's go go go. That's why he's we're we're seeing him get hurt so much, and and that's the toughness about him. But that that would be my only concern. So if once we get these guys back, um, and and these guys get a little more help, then I, I think that you know this team is is going to have a different outlook. You know, when we look at this team by February, where I I. I can confidently say we're going to have Mark Hill back by then. Wendell should be fully back. Paulo will be back. Jonathan Isaac is still a question mark, but um, we can honestly say that we'll, we'll be okay by then, you know, because we're, we're seeing a lot of good things. Now, when it comes to a player like Bobo, Bobo has really stepped it up too with, with Paulo gone. Um, my question to you is we're, we're talking about these players coming back, but let's say Jonathan Isaac comes back, Gary Harris, Markel Foltz, uh, Mo Wagner, like everybody's back. We have a healthy team. Now, what are we looking at when it comes to Bobo? He's been playing really good I mean, basketball. It, it's going to be hard to take him out. Line. I mean, you're looking at his numbers right now. Since Paulo went down, so it's the last six games, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 1.4 blocks. Most importantly, shooting 53% from the field, 47% from three-point range at 7-2, I mean, how can you not play this da- this dude in the starting lineup? He's earned it. He's earned the right to be in there and to remain in there. I just think that this is going to create that, what we expected. Do we go really big? Do we play a really big lineup where Franz Wagner is a two? I think that's going to be the the concern there for us is that we may have to move some guys around to create space for him. Um, because, again, he's deserves, he deserves to be in there. But let's see. I can also see where he can be a, a nice sixth man off the bench, seventh man, and kind of come in and be a nice uh, plug for us offensively, spark things up for us. 
But if you ask me, I think he's earned the right to stay in the, in the starting lineup, no matter who's playing for the Magic, healthy or not. But what about you? Do you, do you see Bobo kind of remaining in the starting lineup when we get guys like Fultz, uh, Isaac especially, coming back? Or do you see him kind of going back to the bench? You do not take Bobo out of that starting lineup unless someone takes that spot away from him. not even for experimental purposes. Like let me let me see what Gary Harris will look like, you know, in the starting lineup once everyone gets back and you have a more traditional shooting guard there. Like I don't want to see any of that. Bobo, in my opinion, has not only earned a spot, um, but he's been performing, which is again, we well exceeded everyone's expectations. So the only person, in my opinion, that can take Bobo's spot away is Jonathan Isaac. That's the that's the only one. That's the only reason I would accept. Um, two, I, it's in my opinion, he's the only player that could take. But again, we don't know what Jonathan Isaac is going to look like. We know that to to start when he comes back, there's no way he's being thrown into a starting lineup. They're probably going to, you know, do a crazy long minutes restriction on Jonathan Isaac. Um, and I think by that point, you already have a, a more established Bobo. I think it's going to be really, really hard. In my opinion, you figure it out with Bobo and Van Carroll and Franz in there. I think those are your your three pillars. You can add Wendell in there as, as a pillar as well. Um, and you just figure it out from there. But there's no, in my opinion, there's no way that you take Bobo out unless Jonathan Isaac outperforms the crap. I, I mean, it has to outperform the crap out of him. We, he needs to get back to being a, a all defensive type player and jump shot improve from you know all the shooting that I hope he's been doing like it needs to be night and day where you see a difference there has to be such a big gap that the gap needs to be equivalent to Markel Fultz running the team and, and Cole Anthony running the team like there has to be that major of a gap in order for you to take out you know it's funny Bobo. like he has I think to lose J. I, his, even when he comes position, back I think we know that how the front office does things I don't think he'll play, you know, 25 minutes right away, 30 minutes right away. So I, I completely expect J.I. to be back very, very slowly, not playing back-to-backs. So if you ask me, I really, really think that Ball Ball is in the lineup for, for a good while here, if J.I. is the concern. Now, <clears throat> can guys like Markel be an issue and, and take his spot because now you want to play sucks of the two maybe? That may be an issue. We've got to see how that goes. Um, but no matter what, I can just tell you, Back in October, we talked about this topic, Bo Bo's kind of rotation. What would he do with the Magic? We doubted the fact that he might even get minutes. Now, that's no longer a question. This guy's going to average 20, 25 plus a night easily. Um, 100%. So if you're a guy like Mo Bamba, be careful because this guy, just to call your minutes, if all of a sudden it's, it's coming down to him, Okiki, and Mo Bamba getting minutes, you know for a fact that Mo's not getting minutes over Bo Bo at this point. Um, Chuma, same thing. So I think those guys are the ones that have to be worried about getting a spot in the rotation, whether he starts or not. Because again, the way that he is playing, if he can remain healthy and keep this up, my goodness. Think about this this thing, this thing too. He has not played, I think he's only played what, like 60 games in the NBA so far? It's insane. Like this guy is considered a rookie experience-wise, and he is playing really, really well. He's trying to do too much sometimes. I will say that. He's trying to over-dribble and things like that, which happens with young guys but when, when he plays within himself he plays his game it's an easy 15 points and rebounds a night easily there you go bobo has played Crazy. a total of 71 games 71 
just this season, he's averaging 13.1 um, points and 8.2 rebounds. Like the, the crazy thing about him is that, uh, so let, let me say this starting isn't important, right? It let's, let's be honest. It's not important. What's important is the minutes that are being played. Now others view it differently, whatever the case may be. But I say that to say this, there's no way that you don't put Bobo in a game for a long period of time, just because of all the, you know, tangibles that he he creates, that he brings. He's a defensive threat, especially from the perimeter. He's someone that if he's in in a breakaway, he's just so long and lengthy and creative that there's no way that you're, uh, unless you're really physically stopping him. There's it, he's just so agile that he's going to get to the rim. Um, even from shooting, how like we we were going over some of the pictures that that we've seen of of Bobo shooting a three Nobody. point shot. There's no who is blocking that shot, like who? And the only people that would be able to block him have no business guarding any player on the perimeter, zero business. So it's it's I'm surprised the word unicorn isn't mentioned more with Bobo. Um, just because of he, the dude is an antelope. He's an antelope. And it's it's awesome because when I hear, when I watch the games, because I, I stream the games and a lot of the, the games that I watch, are they're from the away team, and their announcers, they say the same thing every single time. Like, I don't, I don't know what they were doing in Denver, but how how did they let this man go? Like, literally, through, like, gone goodbye no big deal it kind of makes me almost upset at the fact that why didn't we trade for bobo in the beginning you know instead of uh rj hampton like oh, why was wasn't it? bobo the the wasn't the big rumor that RJ? the like, magic kind of wanted rj or bobo and it came down to them throwing rj instead of bobo so i think they they view him highly he just kept getting injured even while he was with denver he couldn't stay healthy um so they gave up on him and just kind of sent him to boston whatever it was but I do recall there being a rumor that the Magic wanted him or RJ as a young piece with Gary Harris, and they just gave up RJ Hampton instead. I remember that. Yeah, but why? But why wasn't why wasn't it Bobo? Why knowing what we know now is kind of hey. like, what are you guys doing? We almost messed up. Like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how we almost messed it up. Like I don't, I don't know. And we would have looked back and would have been like, dude, what what is? What is Bobo like? Why didn't we go after? He's probably playing for I don't know OKC now and and balling out. And we would have been like, man, we were, we were this close. So the fact that you know we we were able to take advantage of that situation somehow because I refresh my memory, we got him from Detroit. Was we got him Detroit? from Boston. So we got him from, from Boston. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. See, for nothing, pretty all much. These, all these teams, all these teams. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. I, I love what I've seen so far, and I and I think that. You know, reality is we can start having the conversation realistically later down the line, you know, of whether or not one, when it's time to pay, like, I wonder, like, I wonder how I can't, I can't put a number. There's no way that I can sit here and tell you, uh, you know, I think that the magic should pay him four years, 40 mil, like confidently yet. Like, I think that that's where we're kind of aiming at because there's still a lot of, what ifs, but I think that if Bobo stays healthy this season and plays consistently well, and not just 
play consistently well as he's doing now, but he needs to be able to play consistently well with the guys that we're bringing in because I, I I do think that that's important. Magic are going to have to have like a really like a tough tough decision to make when it comes to Bobo, but I do think that no matter what happens, he's definitely in your starting lineup. Yeah, man, I think the biggest thing for him is going to be health, of course, staying healthy. That's been his challenge so far in his career. So staying healthy, number one. Number two, the good thing is for us is we have two years to look at him. We have this year, fully guaranteed, $2 million in the books. Next year, he has a non-guaranteed contract. We can pick that up easily for also $2 million. So we have two years to take a look at him, see what we really have in him before we have to decide, do we bring him back? Do we pay him? Um, And at that point, we have the bird rights. We can pay him more than any other team out there. So we should be fine if he earns the right to get paid in the league. I'm sure we will. Um, but definitely you have to move some pieces at that point because you cannot have Wendell, Mo Bamba, J.I., Chuma, and Bobo, plus Paolo as big guys in the team. So that will lead to that whole uh, consolidation, removing some pieces that don't fit anymore. And I think Bobo, if healthy, can definitely become part of that you know, core group of guys that you want to build around. But he's earned it, and I'm happy he's doing it, man, because we need to catch a break as Magic fans. Get a, a random guy that nobody thought could do well and all of a sudden blow up in Orlando while also having Paolo and Franz showing us what they can do. So exciting times for sure. Dude, I can't even have a serious conversation with someone that criticizes the Magic front office. Like, I, I honestly, I I can't. Like, I can't take, I can't, I can't spend the energy just because in my opinion, they've, they've hit on, I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they're perfect. Obama. They've made some, some, <laughs> they've made some minor mistakes, man. They could have, they could have done things differently to kind of, you know, expedite our situation. Um, you know, the, the injury thing drives everyone crazy. The timeline, I, I hate the, f- I'm not getting into that, but you know what I mean? The, you know, there, there's things that we question, right? One thing that we cannot question is that they've, they've acquired a lot of really good young pieces for the magic. Yeah. I think um, the only thing now, you can, you can you know, call them accountable for is the injury situation, whoever, what's going on there. Nobody knows. And the whole timeline, being open to the fan base. But really, other than that, talent-wise, this whole rebuild thing, I know we've been doing rebuilds for a while, but really think about this for a second. When have we been in the middle of a rebuild with this much potential? With a guy like Paolo, a guy like Franz, a guy like Bobo, a guy like Wendell, you know, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Like, we have sincere and honest talent in this team. We need to see them healthy, playing together. But they've done their job. They've put together the pieces now it's got to be figured out. How do we make it all work? But to your point, roster moves, talent, keeping the cap sheet clean, they've done their job. They've done a phenomenal job. We just need the team healthy, man. I think once that happens, all these little rumblings about the front office, you know, not doing their job is going to go away. Yeah, the Magic love themselves uh, a lengthy six foot ten declining contract player. That's what the Magic like. We definitely got that in bubble, a minimum. Now, we we kind of touched on it multiple times already. How can we not? But injury updates, man. We we just got word that Paolo, Markel, and Mo Wagner participated um in Wednesday's practice in Wednesday's practice. Um we feel we feel good with the fact that it's it's coming. It's it's happening. The only way that Markel Foltz did any type of full blown practice is if they got the green light from the medical staff in regards to, to that toe, that, that means the scan is good. That's the only way that he'd be f- fully practicing. Um, 
man, what what are your thoughts on these guys fully coming back? And uh, when it comes to Markel, he's practicing. Is he coming back in November or in December? Is there a chance that we may see him play Friday afternoon? What's going on, Magic fans? The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown. When I'm looking to get on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I think so. Um, only because when asked today, uh, mostly they didn't really kind of say, no, he's far away. We'll see what happens. He kind of says some of these guys may play depending how they react to practice today. So they have Thanksgiving to, to get through and then shoot around on Friday and we'll see what happens. Um, so he didn't shut it down. I think that's a, that's an improvement in the past. We we've kind of said, oh, we want to work him and get him up to speed and, uh, you know, put him through cardio and get him in game shape. We didn't hear any of that. So I'm hoping that this three days are they're staying home. They don't have any games going on. Also, Markel, Paolo, Cole, all these dudes didn't travel with the team this past road trip that they took to Indiana and Chicago. So I'm hoping they were getting in game shape ready. So do we see him Friday or Sunday? I don't know, but I, I do feel good about the fact that they didn't shut him down automatically when asked that question. Um, Paolo, though, we're hearing that still day-to-day, still kind of seeing how he reacts. It's just shocking to me, man, because it didn't seem that bad. Like, when the injury happened against the Rockets, he finished that game. He dropped 30 points. I understood, okay, a couple games to just be super careful, but it's been six games, and we're still hearing maybe he'll play Friday. We don't know yet. Um, So that's kind of a a tricky one for me. Everyone else, it's just good to see that they're getting back in shape. We should be seeing Cole Anthony come back soon, too. We heard that around Thanksgiving – he was going to be reevaluated again and considered to be put back in the rotation. We're getting close to that. Mo Wagner. Um, so what are your thoughts on, on Paulo for a second? What do you think about that? The fact that it's been six games, he's not back yet. We're still not clear on him coming back and also on faults. When do you think we see, we see him back? So when it, when it comes to Paulo, <clears> I think that, I think that the Magic are a little concerned with his ankle injury more so than anything. Um, was it not an ankle injury mm-hmm. um, during the the summer league where we took yes, him out? It was. Yeah. So I now I'm curious to to know whether or not if it was the same ankle. Um, but uh, let's let's be honest. If if we're already starting off, you know, a little a little rough for the season, there's really not a rush to bring Pilo back. You know, not unless you're 150% sure like the Magic want to be with every single other player. And I'm okay with that. Now, it's hard. It's like it's hard to watch without him. It's kind of like you 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 made the fan base so excited about this player, the number one pick. 
And you got us a taste of magic basketball with Paolo, and it's a completely different dynamic. Now we've gone, you know, seven games without Paolo, and it's a little different. It's it's hard because, you know, they the guys they they need help, and Paolo, you know, carries a lot of the weight on it, um, of it. So uh, I'm okay with them being out, um, but yeah, it's already seven games, man. It's, it's time to get back on the court, and I'm sure I'm sure he's itching to get back on the court as well. And it's it's always rough because we we saw a picture, you know, on social media the other day where we saw like our whole like half our team half our team in, in street clothes mm-hmm. not being able to help their guys. And what makes it worse is that every single one of them want to be on the court and they want to play. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the Magic are, are protecting their players in a sense of, you know, they don't want them to re-injure them. So that part I get. But I think that it's 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 time to bring Paolo back. I think he's okay. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that he's okay. I'm not a doctor. I, I've maybe sprained my ankle about 100 times, you know, throughout my my non-professional basketball career, but I think that he should be fine. Take my word for it. Put him on the. <laughs> what court. about Markel? Do you think we, we see him um, Friday, or you think December is more realistic? No, nah, I don't think I don't think there's any way that we see him Friday. I think it's way too soon. I think that the the excuse right now would be if this is his first practice, we need to get him into game shape. Um, I, I don't think that he needs as long as maybe Jonathan Isaac needs to be in game shape, um, but. You know, he, he hasn't played a game all season, like full NBA, well, not not just all season, like, you know, last season as well. There's just been too much time where he hasn't been in an NBA game. I think it's going to take, you know, a lot longer than, than people expect. So one practice is great, but I think he's going to need a lot more of that before, you know, the Magic will put him out there. Um, we did a poll on our social media, and about 57% of the people said December they think that Markel will be back 43% in November. So majority kind of um, agrees with me that won't be until late December. I'm talking Sheesh. about late, like almost January. Like if I if I was if I was betting a paycheck, that's where my money would go. Late December, like late. Yeah, late I hope December. you're completely wrong on that, man, because we, we need a point I guard. I hope I am too. We need a point guard so I, badly. I hope I hope it shows like I know nothing. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm talking about. And I hope that he's ready to go against, you know, Philly. Out of all teams. That'll be amazing. You know what, too, is concerning me a little bit with Paolo is the, you know, rookie of the year race. So we're, we've seen the ladder come out and see him dropping. So now we see Matherin. We see Ivy as one and two in the rookie ladder. Paolo number three now. I don't want any cons- any any doubt out there that Paolo should be rookie of the year. So in order for that to happen, we need to see him on the court and playing. So I do hope the Magic don't mess that up. I, I get being protective. I, I get being careful. But um, if he's healthy, throw him out there, man, because I don't want to see any doubt when it comes to Rookie of the Year votes in May, June, whenever it happens, and say, well, he only played 40 games. He only played 45 games. So I hope that's not the case because we need that attention too. the fact that, hey, we have the Rookie of the Year. We have Franz Wagner. We have this talented team being built in Orlando. It, it carries some weight having that award be won by him. So that's my only concern with him missing so many games and kind of taking such a, a careful approach. Yeah, and so I'm I'm not too worried about that just because Zion Williamson, he only played 24 games his rookie season. Sheesh. And still won and still won rookie of the year over a player like John Morant. That's insane. When you think about how great of a player John Morant was, especially in his rookie season, uh, I I don't think I think the gap is like way way farther, you know, in in this rookie class. Like I'm not worried about poly- there, there's 
he's playing people don't even consider him a rookie in a sense like when people talk about him they talk about him as if he's been an nba vet already for five years i i think if if it comes to a vote, there's there's no chance. Who who would win? Who would you put in there? I think Matherin from yeah. Indiana's. Matherin's playing. Matherin's playing good basketball. I, I I would agree he would be the second, but I don't. I think I think there's still too far of a gap. I'm not I'm not worried. There's no way that Paulo doesn't win Rookie of the Year. I even think they should give it to him now and call it a day. I agree with that. I, I like that Wrap way of thinking. <laughs> Wrap it up in a bow. Um. Yeah, but I, I think and that's that's the last thing I'm worried about. You know what's crazy? Just kind of looking at the stats, and this is really random. Zion Williamson has only played a total of 97 games. Insane. NBA games in four seasons. We talk about J.I. a lot and stuff like that, man, but we've seen some cases out there. Guys like Zion, it's it's one that comes to mind. Um, man, Kawhi Leonard it's another one. Got paid big bucks to go to the Clippers, and we've seen him play, I don't even know how many games. You know what's frustrating, too? If I was a Clippers fan... This dude plays one game on a Friday night, and then he takes a night off the next night, and then he takes a whole week off, and then he comes back and plays one more game. Like, bro, you're never going to get consistency that way and build team chemistry that way. So that whole thing about Clippers being the favorites to win the title, it's never going to be real to me because they have no chemistry. But sorry, I went off topic completely. Just to say, we talk about GI a lot, <laughs> missing games, but other dudes in the NBA, we, we've seen some teams suffer through that. Again, Kawhi comes to mind, Zion. There's more that I've thought of recently, but we, we got to get J.I. back, man. We got to get our team healthy. We got to bounce back because it's been way too long, man. And, and just because we're kind of on that topic, we're kind of going off our agenda, but just to kind of throw it out there, Jonathan Isaac, games played. Is it over or under 100 games? I think it's over by a little bit. What's your number? 119. That's a good guess. 119. 136. Close. Total games. Close. 136. But that's in five years? Six years? That's in five five seasons, including this season. The most amount of games he played in one season was 64 games. And that was in 2018-2019. Nah, man. We gotta, we gotta. In his last in his last season that he played with us, which was 1920, it was 32 games. And then his rookie season, um, excuse me, 34 games in his rookie season. Um, was 27. And this year, probably 30-something, 40-something. If, if Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. We're going to transition to get it off your chest. We haven't done this segment in a little while, but get it off your chest is where we get to hear, you know, your feedback, feedback that's left on social media, just kind of on the, on the total outlook of the team. So this first one is coming from underscore Javier. <sighs> Javier Aguadelo. I said that completely wrong, and I'm so sorry. He says, so disappointing. I thought we were going to be better in the front office. We'll stop being so private about the injuries. I feel you. Won't go back to Amway for the foreseeable future until they're more transparent with the injuries and players available. Uh, fans have had enough of this. Man, I think uh, Javier is uh, my... Um my fake account on Instagram. That was me commenting because that's me when I leave Amway, man. I, I feel like it's been four years at the very least of me going to games and walking out of the arena and just, unfortunately, most of the time after a loss and you just think about like, man, we cannot get healthy. Man, we cannot get our players back. Like, man, this is, it's a lot of effort that fans put into going to games, buying season tickets, buying game tickets, whatever it may be, paying for parking and then to not really get your, your team, your squad that you want to go and watch every night, it's painful. So I, I feel the pain because, again, I'm, 
I go to games and I experience it every every night that I go to games, man. Like we want to see this team put together because everything changes. When you got just Paolo by himself, the whole Paolo mania we had going back a few weeks back, it's real, man. Like Amway is electric when when Paolo just by himself plays, let alone when you add Markel, when you add Cole Anthony, when you add Mo Wagner, the energy he brings. All those little things make a big difference. So I feel the pain, Javier. I'm there with you. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to boycott the season and not go to games, but I will say it's crossed my mind. That's because you're you're financially invested. You can't. Um, but let, let's let's be honest. In the front office, this is just the way that they operate. It's just the way that they operate. They're not going to change. They were actually you know, applauded for the way they handled that whole NBA draft you know, debacle about them, everyone thinking they were going to draft Jabari and then they ended up going with Paolo Bancaro. Um, I wish, I wish they were more transparent. Everyone wishes they were more transparent. It would make a whole lot of sense for them to be transparent. I, I wish I understood the mindset behind it. Like I get that you don't want to rush these players back. And I agree with that, but there should be at least some information, but that's just the way that they are. And there's no way of changing it. I, I get it. Um, I advise against not going to the Amway because you, you still want to be a part of that environment. It's a really good environment. All right. This next one comes from Max Chong. I 100% mispronounced that one as well. Max underscore Chong, who said, excited for the future, but frustrated. Us not playing our guys and having them develop into what we all know they can be is frustrating. Yes, rehab is important, but so is experience. So that brings me back to my conversation about <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard, right? You, you you can talk about talent all day long and having the pieces to to win and compete, but if they can't be on the court, they can't build that chemistry on the court. How can we make decisions? Like not only can, how can we win games, but how can we make decisions this offseason coming up that we have you know cap space to to spend some money? How can we make decisions when we don't know what Markel looks like with Cole Anthony? Can you believe? I think they've played together like less than ten games for sure. Cole Anthony and Markel, and Cole's been here three years. So you can't decide like who's our point guard of the future if we have to decide between Cole and, 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 and Fultz or do they work together? We don't know. Even Cole Anthony and Suggs, I think they've played together less than 15 games. So how do you know they, they coexist? Can they, can they win together? Um, now we're seeing Franz and Paolo. We saw some potential there, but now we're seeing Paolo sit down for seven games. So it's all these things that we just want to see. Like, what do we have? Does that work? Does it not work? So we can make decisions because pretty soon here in a few months, we act like it's a long time away from now, but man, we're almost in December. So we're talking about that in six months, we got the draft again. We got free agency again. We got to decide who fits, who doesn't, who needs to go, who needs to stay and who do we build around? The only way you can do that, as Max is talking about, is if you see these guys together. So hopefully we see health, but also hopefully we got to stop with these assumptions that we're just sitting guys out on purpose. I, again, the only way to do that is by remaining healthy. Because I do get it. Sometimes it seems kind of shady that we're sitting out guys with basic injuries for longer than expected. But we're just overly precautious. That's all it is. That's all it is. I I can't like like Jonathan Isaac is it's just it's just that's we can't even include that in this conversation. Mm -hmm. That's just such a unique situation that I don't I still don't understand what's going on. But everyone else, man, they're I, I believe that these players are are really they really are injured, and I do also believe that we are our, our our tolerance of our comfort of allowing these players to play is not at a hundred percent. 
Like I, I feel confident in knowing that it's they prefer one twenty five percent instead of one hundred. Like I, I think that we have to go above and beyond to prove that these players are healthy. And I know um, things that I've heard. I've heard that the players are they, they're frustrated. They want to be able to get on the court, but you know it's again the the Magic are protecting the players from themselves. Um, and truthfully, if this was a different environment, like if if the Magic were a championship caliber team and you were where a team like the Golden State Warriors were a team like the, uh, I don't know, give me, give me another team. Al. I can't Boston like, Celtics, Boston Celtics. Yeah. If we were a team like that, where you're expecting them to, to get into the NBA finals, right? Your, your tolerance level is going to be a lot lower. It's not going to be 125, like 75%. We, we need you to play. Right. But that's because these teams are investing X amount of money on all these players. They're 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 above the luxury tax. They're, they they need they need that production to to do well. They have these expectations. Um, their tolerance level is is a lot lower for what they want you know their players to be. We're we're in an environment where we're still we're still building. We're still growing. The Magic would benefit greatly from multiple high draft picks in this lottery. Like the Magic would would we, like none of this. Everyone that's upset right now about the Magic now winning games, about players being held down to injury. Once the season is over and it's lottery time and it's draft time, this conversation is completely different. Everyone has a different tone. Completely. That season's done. Now we're looking forward to the new new season. Magic are celebrating their their third and seventh pick. Everyone's great. Everyone's happy, right? Uh, if we if we get the third and the seventh pick, I'm a mind reader. I'm I'm bringing up this conversation, but I I think that you know people just need to kind of calm down and, and relax and just let things play out. Jonathan Isaac is a different story. We need him on the court like yesterday. All right, this next one is from Louis Maine. I 100 for sure said that correctly. We are competitive and fun to watch. Let's get Wemby. Listen. At this point, that's a shift in our minds, right? Because as you just talked about, the mindset this season was, hey, level up. And that's what's meant playing tournament. Um, but if injuries persist and if things continue, it is right what he is saying. We are competitive. Every game goes onto the wire. It's fun to watch. If we continue to lose, I'm giving myself onto the 30 to 40 game mark. To before I start to kind of shut it down completely on the whole idea of, hey, we're, we're going to be good this year. So we got a few months of that, maybe another month or so. But like you said, man, the draft coming up this year is, is a talented one. So I get why maybe you're being extra careful. Maybe why they have the vision of, hey, one more year of tanking might get us a couple of great players like that fit what we're trying to do here. Um, so with that being said, yeah, let's get Wemby. If, if, if things play out where we cannot win games, but let's not blatantly tank, you know, in November 23rd. It's it's way too early for that. Play the season long. If things shape out that way and we end up being one of the worst teams, then so be it. Um, but, yeah, I, I it's a tough decision for sure. What are your thoughts? Without With all these injuries, if there's one thing that you cannot take away from the Orlando Magic is that they've been playing um, hard basketball. They've been playing – good to the point that we're not getting blown out outside of that one game. So things have been competitive. If you are an individual and you look yourself in the mirror and, you know, just a few games in and you say to yourself, I am a tanker and I want this team to tank and I want them to lose. This has been one, the hell of a season and you are a happy go lucky because the games are fun to watch and the magic are also losing. 
Um, if you're people like you and I, where we had higher expectations, then it's, it's, you're, we're frustrated. We're it's a little painful. frustrated. It's super painful. So I, I get both sides. I get the, the, the Wemby fanatics. My question to you, uh, for those that, that want the magic to tank and want the magic to go after Wemby, like you know how hard it is to get two number one picks back to back. The odds of that happening are like this, this tiny small. Like it is complicated. It is complex. The chances of it happening is so low. Like I, I would feel more comfortable, you know, betting my chances on winning the lottery, like the real lottery, like winning millions instead of winning two number one picks back to back with the format that we have. And that's what I keep saying. It's just in, in my in my opinion, it's just impossible. I'm not even doing it to myself and thinking Wemby in Orlando just because it, it's just I don't see it happening. There's zero chance in my book. That's what I keep saying to people. It's like I, I get it, man. Like this kid looks great, ph- phenomenal talent. But we play the lottery game, what, three, four years in a row now? And what, what has happened to us? The Suggs draft we dropped from, from what was it, two to five. So what? how painful was that? Remember that? And then last year, we went from two to one. So that worked out for us. So this year coming up, we may have the worst record in the league and go down to five or four. So it, you just never know. You're gambling. That's what it is at this point. Um, so to go for the next six months and just lose and and – these young guys that you have in the roster already, put him through more losing and more just sitting out because we're trying to tank. Is that better for the franchise to gamble it once again in the 2023 draft? Or is it better to just play out the season? We have two top picks no matter what coming in. It's a hard decision. I wouldn't want to be the front office for sure because it is a tough decision. But to your point, man, winning the lottery has not been easy. We've seen it firsthand multiple years now. We got lucky last year. We got Paolo. That worked out great. I just don't know if we want to be greedy and say we can win it again. I don't know. Yeah, so this next one is coming from Jack.Goldman2, who says, we have been in every game late, and I think when everyone comes back, we can make multiple 8-2 and two runs and find ourselves in a playing spot. Have you given up on the playing dream? Nah, not yet. I think even today, I think we're, what, two and a half, three games out? Um, the mm-hmm. East is super competitive, as we knew. Some teams that we expect to be better have not been playing that well. Um, and I think some things will drop, too, that are playing. Like Indiana, I think they're playing out of their minds right now. I think they will drop eventually. Um, so with that being said, I think there is a chance for the Magic to still make a little run where they can go, you know, 20 games and they go, I don't know, 14 and 6 in that stretch or 20 games and they go 15 and 5 and now they're back into the whole race thing. But it will depend on health, like we've talked about before. It will depend on this guy's remaining healthy throughout, not just for a couple of weeks. If that's the case, I can see it happening. Um, otherwise, if we have key guys out like Wendell, Paolo, Franz, and those guys miss games, it's going to be really, really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can't rule it out just yet. I don't feel comfortable ruling it out just yet, especially if we're hearing already that Markel is in, in practicing. And, and I do believe that sometime – by, by the end of 2022, that he'll be back. I think people also underestimate just how much of an impact Markel is able to do. And Markel impacts the game, not just from, it's not like he's coming out and dropping 35 points when he gets back. You know, he's someone that can really, really control the offense. He controls the pace. He's able to push. He's swifty. Um, he does a lot of good things to where he keeps people accountable. And one of the things that he talked about early on in this year is being more of a vocal leader. And and I, I believe that he can definitely be that guy. 
Um, and I think that when he comes back, it's a, it's a different it's a different ball game. You know, if if you remember the little bit that we saw from Markel um, and Wendell Carter, I thought that that was that was a really really big big change. We saw that dual dynamic, even if it was just for a brief brief moment. We saw that kind of play out. Franz Wagner has no idea what it's like to play with Markel Fultz, which I think is is exciting in itself. And and Paulo Bancaro, even on his um on his story. Uh, he he had posted a picture of him and Markel with a little icon that said soon. And it's just like, man, I, I, I'm sure, especially, you know, uh, him playing in, in Washington, Markel playing in Washington and, and Paulo being in Seattle, they have that connection. I think that it's, it's they can, we're, we're going to be a scary team. Is it going to be this year? Who knows? But at the very least, what I hope, my hope is that by the end of the season, that we're fighting for a playing spot. Even if we don't make it, if we're fighting for it and we're playing meaningful games in the last like 20, 30 games of, of the NBA season, we have a goal that we're going for. And it's not just, it's not just focusing on, on taking a game by game, developing like the, as a team, we're trying to make it into the plan. Markel Fultz in the beginning of the season says we are a fourth seed team if we go into it with that type of mentality, I think that, you know, you can't rule it out. Dude, it's, I hope that soon means this weekend, because that would be, imagine how electric it would be to go to games <laughs> against Philly, Yeah, having Markel, having Paolo. And it's back-to-back. And, and it's a weakened 76ers team, because they don't have Harding or Maxi. So we have a good chance of beating them, and those fans are super obnoxious. Knicks fans, Philly fans are right there, and annoying fans when they go to Amway. They take over usually. I don't know if you remember last year with the whole MVP chant to uh, Embiid. That was embarrassing. So it would be nice to get these guys back in time for this weekend. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But um, it will be exciting for sure. Yeah, for sure. So the game's ahead. We got Friday, Philadelphia without Harden and Maxi, As you said, Sunday versus Philadelphia. Monday against Brooklyn. And then Wednesday versus Atlanta. Um, still playing basketball with, with a player like Joel and Embiid and Tobias Harris. So it's still going to be a pretty good uh, Philly team. And, you know, Brooklyn, they have Kevin Durant, Atlanta. Eh, Atlanta's going to be a fun game to watch. But um, what are your expectations for those games? What are, what are you thinking? So I think starting this Friday is an insane, insane schedule. I think we play pretty much mostly playoff teams all the way until, until Christmas. Uh, that we play San Antonio, I think the 23rd of December. So exactly a month from this recording. Um, it's going to be a tough month, man. We're going to need these guys back because we play a ton of playoff teams. Specifically this week, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn, Atlanta. Uh, I'll be happy if we can some way, somehow pull off two wins and go 500. Um, <laughs> because again, the schedule is really, really rough this week ahead. So my hope is a 500 record here, two and two. How about you? I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's three out of four. Woo. I'd love to take two of Philadelphia and then get a win against Atlanta. Those are all home games. That'll be that'll be sweet for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go three and four. I, I think that um, uh, ho- hopefully we get one of the three um, of the players that practice between Mo, Markel, and Paolo. Really, more Paolo. Like, can we get Paolo back in the court? Please. If we get Paolo back, I can definitely see three three out of the four. That'd be exciting, man. Absolutely. I just want to imagine having Gary yeah, Harris, sure. having Paolo, and Mo Wagner. Just those three guys alone make us. A different team just add, added depth which we've needed big time yeah definitely definitely on that note man congratulations again uh, to our winners danimal and robert and uselin from youtube and patreon that's a wrap for us this week thank you guys for listening listening we'll see you guys next week 
Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.